your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Locked On Blue Jacket. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, Jay Foster. This is a daily podcast of all things Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, and it's a game day. So I am sitting down again with Jack Bushman of Locked On Hawks to preview tonight's upcoming game against Chicago. Uh, So let's just get right into it. I feel like for Koivu, it was probably a little tougher because he's never won a cup. Corey Crawford has two Stanley Cups in his resume, and it just felt like Corey had nothing left to prove. And you said he he understood that hockey wasn't everything. He was dealing with concussions the last couple of years, and it's just been a grind for him to even be on the ice. So when I, when I thought about it a little bit more, and it was like to go join a team like New Jersey and split starts with Mackenzie Blackwood, a team that's probably not going to be very good. It just didn't really make sense in the long run for Corey to come back for that. So uh, it, it was an interesting situation, but um, – I, I understand why they went the way they did, especially when you're an older guy, you know, and you've been around the league for so long, you know your body and you know what it has to be at in order to be at the NHL level. And when you know you don't have it, I think it was really a, a sign of respect also from Koivu that he didn't want to take up a roster spot in this team. He didn't want to act like, you know, he was going to be a big impact player when he knew he wasn't going to be so Um, and I hope that leads to a lot of other players taking that same route. I know guys want to play and when, when guys are in this league and you hear them talk about it after their time, they say they would have done anything, you know, to have success. They would have blocked a shot with their teeth. That's just how hockey players are. But at the same time, you got to think about your future and you you just want to take the safe route because there are so much more important things later on in your career that you want to be able to enjoy and you want to be able to look back on your time and, and be happy with it, you know? And I think it was uh, a good call by Miku Koivu. And I think it was a big uh, sign of respect also to the Blue Jackets and the organization. Yeah, exactly. He could have like basically phoned it in this season. Uh, exactly. And I respect that he didn't. I kind of think as well about like Brent Seabrook and his whole, situation I don't know if he ever plays again I know that he wants to but I wouldn't be surprised if he is kind of the next one to kind of just give up and pack it in um I always think about um Nathan Horton who played for us he had a degenerative back condition and he realized that it was time to call it when he couldn't like he couldn't pick up his children you know yeah and at that point you're like yeah it's there are more important things in life than hockey. Definitely. And I feel like Seabrook is kind of, I know he still wants to play and he thinks that he's still going to get back on the ice. But again, he's got young kids. It's at a certain point, you've got to kind of accept that your body doesn't want what your mind wants anymore. Yeah, it's such a tough situation with Seabrook for a couple of different things. He just had double hip surgery in the off season and shoulder surgery. And you think about a 36 year old coming back from double hip surgery and shoulder surgery in one off season. And it's like, I don't even know if that's possible. And then he comes back on the ice. He wanted to come back, thought he could still play a big role for this team when he was healthy and his 
first or second session back on the ice before training camp when the Blackhawks before training camp opened, you know, the, the teams would get together in small groups on the ice and in his first or second session back on the ice, he tweaked his back. And now they haven't really said what the injury is. We know it's a back injury, but we don't know exactly how, how bad it is or what the status of it is. But at the moment we know there's still not a timetable for his return. He's out going forward. And when you think about it, it's just like, dude, you don't have to do this anymore. You're going to go down as one of the most respected heroes that this franchise ever had. He was literally Mr. Overtime from 2010 to 2015 when we won three Stanley Cups. Seemed like every time we needed a big OT goal, it was Brent Seabrook. And a lot of people also, uh, obviously people know about Jonathan Taze and how great of a leader he is, but Brent Seabrook was always the leader behind closed doors. All the Blackhawks would say that Seabrook was the leader in the locker room. Jonathan Taze was the leader on the ice. So I know Seabrook, he wants to get back out there and he feels he could still play such an important role, but it's another situation where I'm just like, you don't have to prove anyone wrong anymore, man. And he was also a warrior for so, for so long before he had these surgeries, before he had those three surgeries last offseason, he had missed like eight games over the last like 10 years, something ridiculous where he was just a warrior out there and he plays a tough role. He's a shop locker. He's not a guy who's racking up points offensively he's known for his defensive abilities so when you just take all that into mind I just think there's no reason for Brent Seabrook to come back especially with what the Blackhawks are doing right now we're in a rebuild and we're trying to give our young defensemen we have a lot of young defensemen in the system right now and not to knock Brent Seabrook but we'd much rather play them than a 36 year old coming off of three surgeries and a back injury at this point so I I also would not be surprised Jay if Brent Seabrook has played his last game in a Blackhawks sweater, but I know he's going to do everything in his power to try and fight and get back on the ice. Yeah. It, like, like you said, it is, it is a shame. And I, I have, again, the utmost respect for a guy like Seabrook. So I actually followed the Hawks from 20, 2012 through to 2015. Uh, I was, you know, a big, a big Hawks guy. I had, you know, Seabrook's Jersey. He was, he was one of the, one of the players that like, I really fell in love with. It's awesome. Because he's just such a great guy. And I do feel like Jonathan Taves learned to be a leader from Brent Seabrook. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like there's that, there's that infamous clip of the 2012 playoffs where Taves takes three penalties in a row. That's like one of my favorite moments. Penalty box and is basically like, listen, get it together. We need you. And he does. Yeah. And that was that, that moment right there. I actually, I literally just got goosebumps. You bringing that up because it's just such a cool, I have goosebumps on my legs right now. Not, not a lie. Like that moment was just so awesome. And that just shows Brent Seabrook in a nutshell. He knew Johnny was hot. He just took three penalties in like eight minutes, three consecutive shifts. Taze took a penalty series is looking like it's a lost cause. Detroit has all the momentum in their building. And what does Steve do? He goes over there and he goes, listen, buddy, we need you, all right? It's a bad schneid, but we need you focused. We need you not worried about the officials. We need you worried about this game right here, right now. And what do you know? Brent Seabrook, of all people, is the one in game seven in overtime to come through with one of the biggest goals in Blackhawks franchise history to overcome that three-to-one deficit. And moments like that are why Brent Seabrook, he doesn't have to play anymore. He's a hero in this town already. He's never going to have to buy a drink anywhere. The guy's a living legend. So ugh, it's just such a tough situation to be in. And I feel for Seebs and I know he wants to get back out there, but I just don't think it's the best thing for him at this point. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it is. Um, 
it sucks. And you want him to kind of retire on a high, I think, as opposed to um, kind of declining and declining until the point where, you know, he is kind of a liability on the ice. So Right. You want to see guys go out on their own terms, and it feels like that's unfortunately not going to be the case with Brent Seabrook. Yeah, exactly. Coming up in just a minute, I've got more on my conversation with Jack, but first I've got to tell you about Bet Bet BetOnline is the only place that has you covered, and it's the only place that we trust for sports betting. Super Bowl might be over, but the NBA is still happening, the NHL is still happening, college sports are still going strong, so if you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, you can use promo code LOCKEDON, or one word, for your 50% welcome bonus. So, you can bet on how many goals Alex DeBrinkert is going to score tonight, or you can uh, put some money on who's going to take this mini-season series against between... Uh, Chicago and Columbus but either way don't sit on the bench anymore and get in on the action don't forget to use that's promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts we're covering everything you need to know about the Columbus Blue Jackets but what about the rest of sports now the locked on podcast network has you covered there as well with locked on today it's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski and it's all sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes subscribe to the locked on today podcast wherever you get podcasts um, one thing I wanted to get in about the jackets, Jay, sorry to switch the conversation real quick, but going, um, heading into the series, I noticed that, well, Columbus, they're six, five and three, but in their last five, they've split their last five series. What do you think has been causing them not, not being able to get over the hump and take both games against a team in the series? Because they, they've shown they can get the job done. I mean, they beat a good Carolina team. They beat Dallas. They beat Florida, but they also lost a game in those series as well. What do you think really was the main factor into Columbus not not being able to kind of really get on a, a winning streak here? I don't know. It's 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 weird. Columbus has just been such an inconsistent team this season. Like they've had flashes of being the team that swept Tampa Bay a couple of years ago. Like we mm-hmm. beat Tampa Bay, we lost the first game, and then we went we came back and we beat them five two. Um, you know, so there have been flashes of this is a really good team, but it's just, I don't know, we just can't seem to string string a couple of games together. I think part of it is the fact that, like, our big guys aren't really performing. Cam Atkinson only has two goals on the season so far. Um, Jones and Wierenski have one goal each, and they haven't been particularly good defensively either, um, which is annoying because when you when you look at Columbus, you think good defensive team. You know, mm-hmm. Seth Jones should be in the Norris conversation every season. It's it's him and Wierenski, I think, are one of the top five defense pairings in the entire league. But they're not playing like that at the minute. And so, you know, it's a lot of our wins have been reliant on uh, Kopsala or Merzlikens having to stand on their heads. Um, it's... Like that that win against the Hawks, I think Corpsalo made nineteen saves in the second period alone. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just it's it's frustrating because I can't really pinpoint something that's stopping us from winning more than one game in a row. But I also am like I'm I'm not surprised that that we have the record that we have because we've just been inconsistent and uh Every single game has looked like a different team, which is not 
not what mm -hmm. you want. Yeah, and one thing I think that I really noticed in the series that we played a couple of weeks ago against the Jackets was what you just said, top guys like Cam Atkinson, Max Domi, Seth Jones, they were kind of quiet. It felt like it was really all of your Bjorkstrand making most of the plays. And I feel like that's been the case most of the season is your leading point getter with 11 points. And also Alex Texier has been probably your second best offensive player and not a knock on those guys, but they're supposed to be, you know, your second line, your second wave of goal scorers. And you haven't really gotten the success from Cam Atkinson. Um, he's only got six points so far. You expect, I know Columbus expects more out of Atkinson than that. And same with Seth, Seth Jones. He only has six points as well. So, I mean, that probably I'm sure has to do with the inconsistencies that uh, the team has had so far. Yeah. And I know Tortorella likes to push um, this idea of scoring by committee and we don't have like quote unquote star players. Um, so I think like last season, uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand was our leading goal scorer with 21 and in 56 yeah. games. You know, it's we've never been a team that scores a lot of goals, but yeah, you do want to see guys like Atkinson and Jones uh, performing a little bit more to a certain extent, Domi. Uh, but yeah, the fact that like Oliver Bjorkstrand has been really good for us uh, and will continue to be really good for us. Texier has been kind of a revelation. He's been our best center so far this season, actually. Uh, which is extremely annoying because Tortorella keeps putting him on the wing. Mm. Uh, however, with like the loss of Koivu, I feel like we might have no choice but mm -hmm. to but to put Texier back at centre, uh, which I'm happy with. I think that's where he's supposed to be. Um, so yeah, it's it's it, it's kind of a, a double edged a double edged sword. You want to see the big guys performing, but at the same time, it is exciting seeing guys like Texier kind of find their feet in this league. And again, like Jack Rosselbeck, it's exciting to see him kind of leading the way. And I think he probably is one of our highest scorers since joining joining the team. I haven't looked mm -hmm. it up, but I would be surprised if many guys have more points in the last seven games yeah. than Jack Rosselbeck. And I also wanted to ask about the goaltender situation because rumors this offseason – were that Columbus, if the price was right, would be willing to move on from one of these guys. You have both Elvis Merz-Lincolns and Jonas Corposalo. Which one do you like more at this point, and what would be your thoughts if the Jackets decided to part ways with one of them? Um, I So I love um, Elvis. I think he's such a fun, a fun guy. He's really fun to watch in goal. Uh, but again, it's an issue of consistency. Corpusalo has been consistently very, very good. Uh, I always call Elvis Moslikins our high-risk, high-reward goalie uh, because he frequently goes out and makes these incredible, incredible saves. And then the next game he comes out and like lets in five goals on 20 shots or whatever. So it's, it's tough to say which one I would rather keep because I think the sensible choice would be to keep Corpusalo, but again, high risk, high reward. I think Elvis has a higher ceiling than than Corpusalo. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we traded one of them, but at the same time, we don't need to trade one of them. So I do think it's a case of if we can get like the absolute most in return. But he's job, yeah. Kakalainen is not going to turn around and and trade him for like peanuts because we don't no. need. Um, and I know there was talk that Corpusalo to the Red Wings 
in the off season. Mm-hmm. No, Cup Salo to the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, in the off season. Oh, right. Yes, I remember that. Goalie. But in the end, they didn't want to give up what what Kekalainen was asking. Um, and I would be surprised if we moved either of them this season, frankly, because we're paying like six million dollars for two very good, mm-hmm. very young goalies. And also, Moslikins is uh, expansion draft exempt. Oh, perfect. So we can protect Corpusalo and Muslikins. Uh, I imagine we'll probably end up exposing Matisse Kivlenix, uh, which is a shame because I think he's a goalie with another with a lot of potential. But if we're going to keep rolling Muslikins and Corpusalo for the next two seasons, then it makes sense for us to to give up a guy like Kivlenix. Yeah, and there's there's no rush right now to trade either of them. It's just if if you get a good deal, you might want to at some point commit to one guy and get a package return that could help your team elsewhere. But definitely seems like a good situation for the Jackets to be in right now. Coming up in just a minute, I've got the end of my conversation with Jack. But first, I've got to tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why would you enjoy a pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and then wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, he chooses the brand that his warehouse carries, the brand that's going to make him the most commission, uh, when you can just stay at home, uh, where you have computers with access to rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether you can put it on or in your car, then you can get it at RockAuto.com. The catalog's unique. It's super easy to navigate. Uh, You can see all the parts available for your car and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And best of all, those prices are always reliably low, and they're the same if you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. Why would you spend twice as much for the same parts when you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck? Right locked on in there, how did you hear about this box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wages. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Uh, do you expect them to split the series in goal or what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I don't know if Muslikins will be playing in this series. He's been out a couple of games due to injury. Uh, uh, so he he was skating this morning uh, and we assigned Cam Johnson, who's been our backup uh for the last couple of games, back to the taxi squad. So I think Muslikins is likely to be back. I don't know whether he will um, play in this series. I like to think he would. But up until he got injured, it was Corpusala, Muslikins, Corpusala, Muslikins. They would, it was basically an even split, which I think is perfect for them because um, Elvis needs development. You know, he's still very kind of rough around the edges. NHL goalie, uh, Corpusalo plays a lot better the more he plays, uh, which I think is, was his issue. He wasn't a very good backup with Bobrovsky. I think it was because he's a guy that needs to be on the ice and playing mm-hmm. to reach his kind of full potential. He's not a guy that can sit for two weeks and then jump in and play really well. Um, and especially in this kind of shortened season, having two young goalies that you can trust to play any team like they split the series against against Tampa, you know, one of them played one game, one of them played the other game. In a normal season, you, I don't know that you'd want 
want that situation. But because this season is so short, so condensed, I think having two good goalies that you can basically point to and say, okay, go, and you can expect them to to win the game is is going to really be a benefit to us as opposed to, say, um, I guess a team like Tampa, which has Andre Vasilevsky, who is likely going to play upwards of 40 games this season because they don't have a particularly good backup, I don't think. No, and it just makes sense when you have a goalie that good to be playing him consistently. You want him on the ice, you want him uh, getting regular starts, and I think most goalies would prefer that themselves as well. It's tough to go, you know, cold turkey, go sit on the bench for two weeks and come out and expect to be, you know, putting up a good save percentage or anything. It's not an easy thing to do. So yeah, exactly. It definitely, I'm sure, makes life a little bit easier though when you have two good young guys who are capable of getting in there any night. Um, and I'm excited to see the the goaltender matchup in this series because last time we played. So it was battle. It was two low scoring games where the goaltending was pretty tremendous. Uh, Kevin Lankinen had a good series himself. Was it, was it Elvis who had those? I think it was Elvis who had those two real bad turnovers that cost the game. Right. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. 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 He blundered. Like I say, high risk, high reward. He loves, he loves to play the puck and he's really good at it, but sometimes it goes badly. <laughs> so and- and his, his like post his post game interview after that was hilarious too. He's like, yeah, I screwed that up. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was a one one game, and he butchered the third period. <laughs> well, that's, and that's the thing as well. Like, it was I think he made thirty four saves in total. And obviously, you can't be like, oh well, if you take those two goals out, then you know the game is a lot different. But mm-hmm. if you take those two turnovers, <laughs> like 30, 34 saves on. 37 shots is, I mean, you can't really ask him to do a lot more than that. Right, exactly. And at that point, it's on the forwards to put something past Lankinen. Exactly. And with how Lankinen's playing, I don't know if that's going to be very easy this series, Jay. He's been a stud for us. He, he seems yeah, like he's been great. Um, it seems like every game he gives up two or less. I mean, it's really tough to beat him right now. Yeah. Which is which is tough for a, a team that is struggling to score um, like the the Blue Jackets are. I am excited to see Corpusala versus Lankinen again because they are uh, good buddies best friends from, from yeah. Germany. So that's always that's always re- re- really fun to to watch, like especially in goalies. So I know Corpusala yeah. was saying, well, he won the last one, so I won this one. So it'll be <laughs> who who comes out on top. Definitely uh, excited for the series, Jay. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Uh, so, if my listeners want to kind of get a little bit more of a deep dive into the Blackhawks, uh, etc., in preparation for tonight's game, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast on Twitter at capital L capital O underscore Blackhawks. And if you want to check out my personal Twitter page, you can find me on Twitter as well at Jack Bushman too. Uh, pretty much just posting Blackhawks stuff all the time. So for this two-game series, if you want a little insight on the Blackhawks, you can check me out there or on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Uh, and I think that's all the time we have for today. Uh, tomorrow I will break down tonight's game against the Blackhawks, uh, and we'll do a little bit of a mailbag as well. So if you have comments, questions, criticisms, anything like that, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at jthegoalie. Uh, if you want to follow this podcast, we are at LO underscore Blue Jackets, uh, and I will see you tomorrow.